a church will not be different from a social gathering unless we have the gifts of the Spirit in manifestation. A church will not be different from a motivational center unless the Holy Spirit is allowed to have his way and do what only can be done in the presence of the Lord. In Psalm 16 verse 11, the psalmist wrote, Thou will show me the path of life. Why? Because it is hidden. Narrow is the way. And few find it. So the psalmist said, you will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. As we speak tonight, there are people in serious health conditions who are oscillating between life and death. They are not bothered about the frivolities of this life. They are not thinking of buying a new car or building a house or anything. The only thing that matters to them is to get up from the deathbed and live. People are sick everywhere. And this has become a burden in my heart. If we are believers and we are born again and we carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then we should be able to help people. It was one of the things that bothered me and I sought the face of the Lord and he instructed me to teach this. Now, having taught them, I'm still teaching, but having taught, in fact, while I'm still teaching, I want to see a demonstration of this gift of the Spirit. Very important. They're not meant for the apostles or some special group of people, you know, that are very spiritual and very close to God. These gifts are meant for the everyday believer. But we must be hungry. We must have a deep spiritual hunger. Unless we are hungry for these things, we won't go after them. You know the way you do when you're hungry, naturally. When you're hungry for something, you, you don't rest until you get that thing. Some people leave Mokola and travel all the way to UI to go and get a particular jollof rice in a particular canteen. There's jollof rice in Mokola. No, they won't stay there. They travel far because they are hungry for that particular one. I pray that we will be hungry for spiritual things like that. Not just looking for handouts, looking for some cheap breakthrough somewhere. Look, listen, if money is the reason we're in church, you're in the wrong place. Money is just one of those things that are additions. There are people who don't go to church, they have money. Bastard money. They don't call Jesus. So if money is why we are born again, please go and backslide so you can go and make money. You don't need God to make money. Without dropping names, you know already more than I do that the financial giants of this life, of this world, this current world, not life, world, are not born again. That is not to say that it's our portion to be poor, no. But I'm saying there is something that we ought to have. There is something we ought to pursue after, which they can never access with their money. Money gets to a point where it is put to shame. 
in Genesis, one of the chapters there, he said, and there came a time when Joseph was ruling, Genesis 41, 2, 3, if you read those chapters, he said, and there came a time that money failed in the land. Money failed. So money fails. What do you say to a man who is dying of cancer? And the doctors have said, you have only but one week to live. Is it money? There, was, there used to be a billionaire in this country whose wife was down with cancer. He was a stinking billionaire. God bless you. Genesis 47, 15. Leave it on the screen. I mean, talk about anywhere in the world where medical facility was available. The best medical service. They secured it for the woman. The woman still dies. You know what the man said? He said, money has been put to shame. Oju Tiowo. That's Genesis 47, 15. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came. They came to Joseph and said, give us bread. For why should we die in your presence? Did they have money? Yes, but the money failed. For the money faileth. Money is limited. It's probably the least form of power. When we talk about the power of God, you don't even have to have money to have the power of God. <laughs> Glory be to God. Otherwise, many of us will do without because we are not qualified monetarily. Hunger is what it takes. Hunger for it. Hunger for the gift of the Spirit. Jeremiah 30 and verse 21, God said, your nobles shall be of your people. Your governor shall come from among you, and I will cause him to approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me? Who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me? Who is this hungry guy? Who is this hungry girl? You may be 13, you may be 15, you may be 12. It doesn't matter. If you are hungry, God will look in your direction. Your, in your direction. Hunger for the things of God. The church is lethargic and cold and refrigerated in the days in which we live. And people have sickness and disease and we manage them to die. When will somebody arise and say, no, Satan is not going to steal this one from us. No, Satan, get your dirty hands off of my dad and get out in the name of Jesus. How did you get into my house? Busy. This generation is busy with vanity on social media. They are watching bomb bomb and boobs. Busy. Busy with party. Party everywhere. Busy with party. And the ones in church are doing politics. TikTok. These things are available. The mantles are hanging. Where are the people that God is seeking? There's another group of people in the church, very sensational Christians. They are moved by the senses. They follow men. They don't follow the Holy Spirit. They know the apostles are not the army generals. In the kingdom. They quote them. Professor so said. Apostle so said. When last did Jesus say to you? Churches are built on social media. The power of social media. And I say to those pastors. 
God will help you. May you grow to the size that social media has made you. Because that day will come. Somebody will bring a case. Say, ah, this is the man of God that we know on Instagram. This is the man of is the rave, the, 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 the rave of the moment. And then they give you one small devil you can't cast out. They are helpless, you are helpless. Your case becomes like that of the apostles. When Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration. And by the time they came back, the apostles wrestled with one stinking devil and they could not cast him out. Jesus said to them, when they asked him later, why could you not cast him out? He said, because of your unbelief. Unbelief, people following Jesus. Because they were engaged in other things. Very sensational Christians. The preacher is preaching, they are crying. <laughs> Sometimes they stand, they stand. Look, that's not what gets the job done. Shedding tears is not, it, it doesn't mean you are, you are the one that is most spiritual in the service. It doesn't mean you are hearing anything. It could only mean you are magnifying your problems. And as the preacher is talking, he doesn't even know you, but he's just talking. And then your problem is magnified and you stand up and you are crying. Sensational. Oh, we are having tsunamis next year. Who are they inviting? Ah, nobody. I don't know all the ministers. I'm not coming. <laughs> because they are not popular. My God. Please, let's know what we are doing. Let's know what we are doing. The Holy Spirit. A man of God in Ghana said, the Holy Spirit is going, another one said, talk about Jesus. He said, the Holy Spirit is going to churches. And senior pastor also said this to me. He's going to churches and knocking doors. Can I come in? May I come in, please? The man of God, Billy Graham, is going to be with the Lord now. I was privileged to be in his library in North Carolina, in Charlotte. He lived up to the year, uh, to the age 99. This man won millions of, I think about a million souls or more than a million souls for Christ. Powerful man of God. You know what he said? Having been a Christian for many, many years, he was such a preacher that every American president reckoned with. They honored him a lot, a man of integrity. He said over 90% of churches in America would function without the Holy Spirit. And they won't even know it. They will carry on with their programs. The Holy Ghost is not there and they don't even know. Because many have not been taught who the Holy Spirit is and many have never encountered the Holy Spirit. The Christian life is undoable without him. Unlivable without him. It's one, of the, it's one of the reasons we're looking at these gifts of the Spirit. When I'm done, I'll teach the fruit of the Spirit. The two of them have different, they have different functions. While the fruit of the Spirit will develop in you character and help you grow in maturity, in Christ-likeness. This gift of the Spirit I'm teaching will make you or help you, empower you be a blessing. Right now, people are sick around us. We need to be a blessing to them. So understand where I'm coming from. You and I know somebody that is sick right now, that needs help. 
And that way somebody will walk into the hospital and lay hands on them in the name of Jesus and tell them to get up. And they will get up to the utter consternation of the doctors and the naysayers. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let's talk about the gifts tonight very quickly. I'll do my recap and then move. But I thought to lay that foundation so that you get where I'm coming from. And get the burden of my heart. I'm praying, like some of you also know, some of you leaders, know a particular person I'm praying for. I'm asking God, I don't want him to die. I still told Jesus today, I don't want him to die. I want to see a miracle. I want to see a miracle. Walked into a hospital two days ago in Lagos, in the emergency center. And I saw all kinds of cases. Oh God, my heart broke. All kinds of cases. Not only, it will take only the power of God to turn around. Alien humanity. The devil put people in bondage. But the Bible says in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing how many that were oppressed of the devil? All that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Are we anointed? I'm asking. Are we anointed? Yes, we are. Do we have the Holy Spirit? Yes, we do. So we, we ought to be doing the same thing that Jesus did. Oh, no, pastor, we can't do the same thing Jesus did. Jesus said so. John 14, 12. Now go there quickly. And then I'll show you the things that empower us to do those things is what we are studying now. John 14, 12. Lord, have mercy. Too much knowledge is worrying us. <laughs> People have had knowledge of everything, but no, no performance. Me, I'm tired of that one. No. John 14, 12. Verily, verily. Now, when Jesus says verily, take, it means take this very seriously. When he says verily, verily, this means this cannot fail. I say unto you, and if you have a, a Bible in red letters, this will be written in red letters. These are the words of Jesus. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Jesus said, what I do, you will do if you believe on me. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Let's even do what he has done. <laughs> Before we talk about the greater works. But Jesus said, yeah, greater works you will do. Are we doing the greater works? What will empower us to do this? Jesus, how can we do what you did? Go to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. These are scriptures you know, but the Holy Ghost is bringing understanding tonight. Lord, we need to have power to do. Because empowerment is important. Power in physics is the ability to do work. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive dunamis. You shall receive power. That's what you ask for. You are going to receive it after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. And unto, unto the uttermost part of the earth. That includes Nigeria. 
You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. May I ask us tonight again, has the Holy Ghost come upon us? How did you know that the Holy Ghost has come upon you? Mark 16, 17. It's a Q&A tonight. Somebody is following online and wants to understand how we got to where we are. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. May I ask you a question? Do you believe? Are you a believer? Are you a doubter? Americans say doubter. Are you a doubter? Are you a doubter? Are you a believer? All right. If you are a believer, I said, this son shall follow them that believe. In my name. Do you believe in Jesus' name? Shall they cast out devils? Will you be able to cast out devils? Are you able to cast out devils right now? Oh, yes. If you are a believer, you are able to cast out devils. When you get to your room tonight, cast out the devils in your room. You don't know they are there until you cast them out. They can be very cool. They are like snakes. They like a very cool place. And when they are, because they are poikilotemic, when you bring the fire to where they are, the snake will come out. That was what happened to Apostle Paul in Acts 27, 28, when they had the shipwreck. And the barbarians made some fire for them. And Paul had joined them to gather wood. And as he came close to the fire, a viper came out from the wood he was carrying. He didn't know there was a viper because it was cold. But as the viper sensed the fire, came out, they want to go inside the fire and beat Paul in the hand. But glory to God, the Holy Ghost was so much flowing in Paul, the barbarians watched for him to swell up and fall down and die, but Paul didn't die. The people said, this guy is a murderer, must be a murderer. When, they, when the snake beat him, they said, must be a murderer. Because they served the God of justice on the island of Melita, which is now called Malta in today's uh, uh, geography. And they expected him to swell up and die. But Paul didn't swell up. Paul didn't fall. Paul didn't die. Immediately the Bible said they changed their minds and they said it was a God. Are we not gods? I have said ye are gods and all of you are children of the Most High. They carried so much Holy Spirit. Snake bites didn't have any impact on him. They didn't have to rush him to veterinary clinic. They didn't have to rush him to the hospital. He didn't go to any hospital. He shook the beast into the fire and it was fine. The next thing you know, he started preaching the gospel. The next thing you know, the Holy Ghost power was flowing through him and he was healing people. They loaded him with gifts on that island where he was living. Boy, he wasn't praying for money. He wasn't praying for gifts. He wasn't praying for Maserati on that island. But they, they loaded him with one. They gave him limousine. If it were in today's parlance. But what do we have today? Everybody's chasing money. I want to be a billionaire. 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 What, what's your life goal? I want to be a billionaire. Can you be a problem solver and see whether money comes or not? Can we hunger after God and bring help to, to ailing humanity and be a blessing everywhere we go? And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's your empowerment. The Bible says when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you will speak with new tongues. So can I ask you, are you speaking in new tongues? Are you speaking in new tongues? That's a sign that the Holy Ghost has come on you. 
And that means it's, a, it's also a, a confirmation that you already have the power of God. Lord, send power from on high. You have it. What are you doing with what you have? The gifts of the Spirit. The categorization is in three. One, the gifts that say something. Two, the gifts that do something. Three, tell me what, the, what gifts they are. The gift that reveals something. Now, just, this is just my recap, and then I'm going to move straight to descending of spirits. Of the gifts that say something, what are the gifts? According to their order of importance, that say something. One, the gift of prophecy. Two, diverse kind of tongues. And three, interpretation, the gift of interpretation of tongues. Those are the gifts that say something. Now we have the gifts that do something. And that's what I'm going to be teaching next. Because we need to be doing something with the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. So, of the gifts that do something, what is number one there? The gift of faith. Very good. The gift of faith. And man, I tell you, we need that right now. <laughs> this one is special faith. It's not the general faith that every believer has. This one, this one, you can't read your way into it. it it's an impartation. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And you can have that gift. They could condemn somebody to die and say, well, we've given up, he's going to die in the next two hours. And you walk into that hospital under the influence of the Holy Spirit and you make a pronunciation and say, in the name of Jesus, you live and not die. And the person will live and not die. <laughs> a woman was pregnant and she had threatened abortion. The husband was away, a minister. Came back from his crusade or ministration. And the wife was crying. Said, I, I, why are you crying? She said, I, I, I spotted. I spotted blood. The man said, can you give me my food, please? No, why would you ask for food? That's supposed to be a time when everybody, when there was, oh. You've seen blood again. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, why are you doing this to us? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. And that young man would have been aborted. That man is a pastor today. The baby that would have been aborted is the pastor in the U.S. I know another pastor in the U.S. That one is Nigerian. This one is Nigerian. This other one I'm about to tell you is an American. I read it in the book written by his father. They, they are a generation of pastors. He's the fifth in the generation, the Hagee family, Pastor Matthew Hagee of the Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, Texas. When the mother was pregnant with him, the mother had measles or something, some disease. And the doctor said, well, the child in your womb is not going to survive, so we are going to um, give you an appointment, schedule you for DNC. We're going to evacuate the baby to save the life of the mother because that one is not going to be a baby. It's not going to be normal. It's just going to be, so let's just flush, flush the thing out. But the father was a man of faith. And under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith came into operation. No! 
That is not going to happen. The time scheduled for the operation came and passed. And 15 minutes after, the doctors called again and said, we're sorry, it was a wrong diagnosis. They would have flushed out the baby. If somebody wasn't operating under the gift of faith. I know another man of God whose wife was pregnant. This is in Nigeria also. Abuja. And the doctor said, well, it's not going to be a normal child. It's going to have a malfunction and dysfunction. It's going to be a dysfunctional child. It's going to be this and that. It won't be normal. The man took his child, took the son from the doctor. They give him a baby. God gave me this child. And then spoke the word of faith over him. You are going to be normal. You live and not die. You will increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with all men. One year after was when he told his wife, when the baby was already running around. Because he said, if I told my wife at the time that they told me that report, she might not be at the same level of faith. The gift of faith. Look, you need these things, not even just to help other people. So you will find yourself in a situation at some point in your life when you will need this thing for yourself. My son had a chest infection when he was about two years old and we took him to the hospital from UCA to uh, a private hospital and saliva was drooling from his mouth uncontrollably. A two-year-old cute little boy. Very cute. With pink lips. We didn't bleach it. He was natural. No bam. Glory be to God. When you see some boys now, they bleed their lips and it's, it's abnormal. I wonder the kind of girls that kiss them. Very cheap people. The saliva was oozing out a very terrible odor. Smelling real bad. Like pus from my son's mouth. We got a pediatrician in church to check him. He told me, Pastor Fred, we came for all night in church. We didn't even have a car at the time. He said, Pastor Fred, the next thing, please, first thing this morning after service, take your baby to the hospital. I said, okay, fine. But I didn't operate in fear. We got to the hospital. We wasted our time. Went to another hospital. They ran all the tests. The doctor sat us down. You know when they want to give you a bad report? The way they will calm you down. Um, sir? I said, yeah, go ahead. And he had some respect for me because one of his colleagues, also a medical doctor in the same hospital, was my former student. And that one had shown respect. So, kids who just followed. He said, this boy is really very sick. I said, by his stripes, he's healed. I said, yeah, yeah, he's a Christian, so he understood me. He said, the result I have here is really bad. He said, but this boy doesn't look this result. I said, he can't look it. God gave me. God gave me. I never bowed down before any altar somewhere to give me this child. This one came straight from God. He came straight from James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of light. Heavenly light with whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. You see, one of the characteristics of this gift of faith, I will teach you soon, we'll get there. One of the things that it operates with is boldness. Or maybe I'll call it a requirement. Because sometimes when we hit a problem... We cow back. We, 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 we become cowards. We are too afraid to speak. My friend, when you need to speak in a situation, speak up and speak out loud. 
Jesus name. Jesus name. Because I don't know the person might not be healed. Jesus name. Go, go. No. Within a week, he was fine. They placed the antibiotics, did everything. We followed their protocol. But we secured the healing from the Lord Jesus Christ. The boy is bouncing all over the place now. Amen? The gift of faith. Next in that category is the gift of the working of miracles. The gift of the working of miracles. It's not just about hands growing and legs growing. That's part of it. Creative miracles. This gift also can work in the financial realm. God can give you speed in a project. Like we have maybe 250,000 in the church account now. And we have a need of 2.5 million. And we have little time. It will take a miracle to get that done. In 2017, when my mom died in September, we were preparing for a blaze. We had a budget of about 1.5 million. We didn't have this crazy inflation that we have now. Then, we didn't have it. So 1.5 million was a lot of money, 2017. And then my mom died, and I was going to bury her. So we had the church need, 1.5 million. My budget for my mom's burial was another about 1.2 million thereabout. She died in September. So I started thinking of burial <laughs> the very next day. And October was going to be a blaze. Second week. So I said, okay, let me do God's work first. And after that, so put my mom in the mortuary. After that, I'll bury my mom in November. Second and third of November. It was so close. And ask me how much I had in my account. I don't even know. And one day I was in my office right here, sitting down and feasting on the word of God. And that was the day the light of Philippians 1.20 came. In my hope and earnest expectation that in nothing will I be ashamed. I'd never seen that word like that before. The light came. And I started shouting it, in nothing will I be ashamed. In nothing. And back in the day, I used to give a new confession during Ablaze, Ablaze Sunday. So I put it in the confession for that year. In nothing will I be ashamed. And you don't want to know how many people God has used that scripture to set free. The Ablaze came, we didn't owe anybody a dime. It was awesome, beautiful. All needs were met. We met the budget. Tony, you probably remember, you were with me. It was that year, we were sitting under the gallery here. After convention planning meeting, everybody had gone home. There were just about three of you guys left. I don't remember the other two guys, if Zacchaeus was around or not. But Tony was there, I remember you. And then we went out to the main road. Remember? There was a billboard by the road, and we believed God for that billboard to put our church ads on. We didn't have money. But guess what? We got that billboard, one, two. We got the billboard for the whole year, the following year. And we had money on it until the government came and claimed that property over there and then demolished it. The gift of faith. I just told them, follow me. They followed me. We got there. I said, now, let's hold the pole. We had the pole. <laughs> like crazy people by the road. We had the pole. Father, in the name of Jesus, we didn't have money. We claimed this billboard. 
our expression house ad, our advertisement shall be on this billboard. How can our church be here? Celestia will be putting billboard there. I don't hate them, oh. Don't get it wrong. But the church is very far. It's the church is not better. Our own church is here. The guys understood my holy anger. So they flowed with me. That's why we must agree. Except, how can two walk together and say they agree? It must three, three. You can get anything when the gift of, of faith is in oppression. So wake up, guys. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. This gift is a gift of the Spirit. These gifts are gifts of the Spirit. And you have the Spirit. Do you have the Spirit without the gift? It doesn't come empty-handed. Number three in that category of the gifts that do something. So what happened that year was the working of miracles. That the budgets were met in no time. Less than two months. 1.5 million came for this one. 1. something million came for this one. Without owing anybody. It was a miracle. How do you meet such a budget? Within, short, within sh such a short period of time. Without soliciting for funds. Somebody gave me 200,000. One of my friends. He called back and said, if you need extra, please give. I said, what do you mean if I need extra? <laughs> do, you, do you tell someone that kind of thing? I said, he okay. Boom, it comes. Without solicitation. I didn't call anybody asking, you know, my mom died. No, I need money. You're like, mm-mm, for what? Once I got the scripture, I ran with that one. That scripture began to open doors. Don't look to man to meet your needs. You are too expensive to be maintained by another man. Look to your source. It's your source that determines your size. Number three in that category will be the gifts of healings. We need that now. We need it now. People are sick all around us. Now, your timer is no longer working. You need to wake it up. And finally, we have the three gifts that reveal something. And those are the ones we have dealt with over time. And number one will be what? The gift that reveals something. Number one in that category will be what? Word of wisdom. Number two will be what? Word of knowledge. And number three will be what? Descending of spirits. Word of wisdom. That is the most important in that arena. That is not to say that others are not important, but it is the most important. The word of wisdom tells you about the plan and the purpose in the mind of God. What God is, a, is about to do. What God is about to do. The word of wisdom. The Holy Ghost takes it from the mind of God and impacts it to your spirit. And you are able to tell someone, my sister, I believe this is what the Lord is asking me to tell you. This is what he's about to do. And this is how to prepare yourself for it. Word of knowledge, on the other hand, is connected to the present and the past. Something is going on in your family, you don't even know about it. But thus said the Lord, I'm going to get you out of it. Now, but this is the cause, and this is what you have to do. Word of knowledge. That is taken from the knowledge of God, in the mind of God. The Holy Spirit takes a word out of the whole essay. It takes a word and imparts it to your spirit. It gives you a portion of what God knows. That is called word of knowledge. So, like when you write an essay, imagine an essay, you have words, you have sentences, you have paragraphs, right? That makes up a whole essay. But when you pick a word out of it, that is word of knowledge. A little portion of what God knows. Praise God. And the last there is the discerning of spirit. Now, I said 
before we went on break, that discerning of spirits is not necessarily discerning of evil spirits. That's part of it. It is the discerning of both good and evil spirits. What does it mean to discern? To discern means to see. When something opens and then you see like this, discerning of spirits. This one is narrow in its scope compared to what of wisdom that is very vast into the future. What of knowledge that is very vast into the past and the present. In the case of discerning of spirits, it doesn't talk about places, people, events, etc. It opens you up into the world of the spirit, the realm of the spirit. Like for example, Moses was able to discern the similitude of God. Something that looked like God. God told him, Exodus 33, when Moses said, show me your face. Let me see you. God said, nobody will see me and leave. He said, but I will put you in a hollow place beside me. I will pass by and cover you with my hand. And I will remove my hand. And then you will see my back part. And he saw the similitude of, similitude of God. And that was when he wrote Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. The word he knew, he saw where God was coming from. In Acts chapter 16, there was a, a scenario where the apostles, Paul and, the, and, and his company, went to preach. And this lady was following them everywhere. Ah, they won. She said, these are the men of God showing us the way of salvation. Hear them. These are the men of God showing us the way of salvation. Hear them. Now, what she was singing, were those things right? Come on, talk to me, church. Were those things right? But was she saying it from the right spirit? So be careful, all of you eh, 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 message, message mongers from the internet. You carry messages. Apostle, general overseer, pastor, evangelist, lady, mountain, valley, and you carry everything. People can say what is right, but do you know the spirit behind it? Senior pastor has trained me well in this area. He told me some time ago. He said, look, anybody can see anything. Are they living it? People, you don't even know how many people are living their lives. You go and carry your head and kneel down before them and say, lay hands on me. And they lay hands and there's a transference of spirit into you. You get to begin to misbehave. You don't know why you are misbehaving. Transference of spirit. Wrong spirit. I told me of a story of a man who went to preach. A pastor went to preach for another pastor. And after the morning session, he, went, he wanted to use the toilet. In the pastor's office, the host pastor's office. So, host pastor, okay, yeah, that's my personal toilet. So, he went there. When he was done, you know, he, washed, he saw a bar of soap there. He washed his hand with the soap. And it was fine. Cleaned up. And then sat down. And then they talked. Then they went in for the, other, for the second session. And as the man was preaching, the moment he did his hand like this, you know, giving an illustration, the moment he did like this, everybody in that direction just went, Thought, wow, is this the raw demonstration of the power of God? They said, when I tell you something, all the people here, they fell. Doesn't that look like the power of God? At some point, he himself was confused. God has never used me this way before. Not that he can't start, but this one I'm looking at. If he moves the hand, they will fall. <laughs> After that session, he now went to see the old pastor in his office again, you know, to talk. Sir, sir, I don't know what is going on. No. During the service, you know, as I lifted my hand, like the boot just fell. 
Then the man, he said, ah, yeah, is it the Holy Ghost? I mean, I, I, the man laughed. The man said, when you went to use my toilet the other time, did you? You wash your hand? I said, yes, I wash my hand. Did you use the soap? He said, yes. He said, that's it. When the Holy Ghost has departed from some people, they try to get him by force. At all costs. Look, it is not everything that is spectacular that is supernatural in the right light. The supernatural in the right light is not always spectacular. The Bible says in Luke chapter 5, as Jesus was teaching and preaching, the power of God was present to hear. He didn't even lay hands, but the power was already present to hear. There will be times when there will be demonstrations. There will be times when there will be no single demonstration, yet God is working. But people are looking for the obvious every time. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 to 18. That's the only scripture we'll read. Oh, no, it's not the only scripture. I'll show you one more and then we'll go. Praise God. 16, 16 to 18. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit, small letter S, of divination, met us, which brought our masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us. Silas was also there and cried, singing, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us, show unto us the way of salvation. Was that not right? Verse 18. And this did she many days. So the first day she did it, Paul didn't say anything. I guess the man was praying in the spirit and checking the spirit. Could this be right? Could this be right? Please, before you jump at any conclusion, pray and check your spirit. Before you join a particular group of people, before you put your money in a business, before you start a relationship, before you move your business where it is to where you think it should be, check your spirit. Check your spirit. Check your spirit. Check your spirit. <laughs> I won't tell you more, but I believe the Holy Ghost will tell you more. The Bible says, This did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, he was grieved in the spirit. You know, if you are someone that prays a lot in the Holy Spirit, when someone is dealing with you with the wrong spirit, and this happens to me a lot, your spirit will be grieved on the inside of you. This guy is not right. Or this lady is just not right. Because the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits. And I have learned in my life Never to force myself on anybody, especially if my spirit is not agreeing with them. There are times you don't see anything in the natural that is wrong. You think that person is the right person to do business with, but your spirit keeps checking you, checking you. Something that your spirit, your own born-again spirit now, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, is drawing you back. Please listen to your spirit. Paul was grieved. Ah. 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 
Was she saying the right thing? Yes! It even looked as if she was helping them to preach the gospel. Behold, these are the men of God showing us the way of salvation. They are showing to us the way of salvation. These are the men of God. They are the servants of the Most High God. She called them servants of El Elyon. They show us the way of salvation. But Paul, after many days, was grieved. Then turned and said to the spirit, not to the damsel, but to the spirit that possessed her. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out the same hour. Afterwards, that lady could not divine anymore. She couldn't do divination anymore. She couldn't do fortune telling anymore. Because she was empowered by that spirit to tell fortunes. Don't expose yourself to demonic activities on the internet by going to zodiac signs and asking, Mary, what is my future life? Zodiac Mary. Ads pop up on my computer many times. So one, one man with white beard. I can tell you your future. I say you. I know your future already. <laughs> my own future is in the word of God. Please, don't expose yourself. Witchcraft has gone tech. Yahoo has gone tech. Be careful. Some of these things that these people, evil people do, they've gone tech. It's just for you to sign up to one site and then they start sending you devotionals. They drive people crazy sometimes. Expose you to doctrines of devils. The Bible spoke about that. The doctrines of devils. There are doctrines of devils. And they look like God. Senior pastor was sharing with us during the healing seminar. Those of you that were there. He said, look, there's a particular site that someone sent to him and it, it was checking. And he said from the beginning of the site, you would think everything was alright. They are saying the same thing we are saying. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Jesus Christ is kinikon, kinikon. But when you read him between the lines... By the help of the only who say, ah! Mm -mm. And they indoctrinate people. It's the same with this once saved, forever saved brand of the gospel. That makes Christians very reckless on campus. Look at their life. Boyfriend, girlfriend sleeping together. What is the difference between you and the ones that are in AA confraternity? What's the difference? The only difference is that you, you speak in tongues. Abi, they, they don't speak in tongues. But what they do, you do. In fact, you do more. I don't care. Somebody said they go to camp in Lagos. They speak for 16 hours. Even the devil can speak in tongues. He has his own version. For everything that is original, the devil has his own version. Do you know the reason why you don't ever have 2,000 naira notes in, in, in Nigeria? Have you ever seen a fake 2,000 naira note? Fake one. Have you ever seen a fake 5,000 naira note? Because there is no original yet. But have you seen fake 1,000? Plenty. Anything God has, the devil has his own version. Those people that do movies and all, and they speak in tongues. Is that from the Holy Spirit? Someone that, has just, that is coming from Shepherd Joint, and then they give him a script. They say you act as a pastor. So when you get to this point, some of them, you know they are heavy drinkers and smokers. Then when you get to that point, speak in tongues. 
Is that from the Holy Spirit? But is that not tongues? It's tongues. For everything that God has. Moses threw down his rod. He became a snake. The magicians of Pharaoh threw down their rod. They also became snakes. Oh yeah, bring it on. Do me, I do you. But the snake of Moses swallowed them and they picked it up. It became a rod again. That was where God now showed them that I'm, I'm still more than you. Be careful. I asked the question some time ago. Let me ask again. Let me see whether you still remember. And this is where I'm, I'm stopping for tonight. Descending of spirits. If you are not able to discern, you will be deceived into the doctrines of devils which abound today in our nation and across the world. It's not just a Nigerian problem. It's across the world. There are some people that are out, one, in Nigeria to make money. Overseas, to steal the souls of young people that are hungry for God. Be hungry for God, but please don't be sensational. They catch them and recruit them to their coven. And it becomes difficult to get them back. But by the power of God, whoever has been stolen from us will get them back in Jesus' name. See, any gospel that makes you very proud and cocky, that makes you think you have arrived, you don't need to listen to anybody. Tear it down. It is from the root of hell. It is from the pit of hell. Because Satan is the very, the very progenitor, the very person, the very impersonation of pride. Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14. He was proud in heaven. God sent him out. I was listening to a young man. He said, you know, all those uh, men of God talking about tithing, they don't know what they're talking about. The era is gone. This and this and that. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's not your tithe, it's my tithe. Isn't it? I said, how do you people read your Bible? Do you read it upside down? Matthew 23, 23. Can we have that on the screen? Please, let me show you that. Maybe this will help some of you. Because one man of God also came out recently now and then started talking gibberish. And someone that uh, Zacchaeus listens to a lot. I hope he will stop listening to him. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Did Jesus say they should do the matters, the weightier matters of the law? Judgment, mercy, and faith, and forget about tithing? No, come and talk to me now. Isn't this obvious? This ye ought to have done and not leave the other undone. So tithe and also attend to the weightier matters of the law. He said do both. Give me in NLC. New Living Translation. Because I don't understand how some people read their Bible. I don't get it. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hypocrites. Excuse me. For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. And you ignore the more important aspect of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. Must you ignore them? No. Don't say because you are tithing. Then ignore justice. 
Justice for the poor, for the helpless, for the oppressed. Faith, without which you, even your tithe will not be acceptable to God. Jesus was teaching them. Now, look what he said. He said, you should tithe. Yes. <laughs> but, don't neglect the more important things. Did he say stop tithing? This is what the words of Jesus. Okay, can Jesus be wrong? What is this? What is this? All this hyper grace gospel. What is it bringing to the table? I was sharing with Pastor Luayemi earlier this afternoon. I have two friends, two Catholic friends. They were my friends from back in the day. One of the, at different times in my life, two of them Igbo boys, the only gospel I ever shared with them, because we didn't spend much time together, was they asked me questions on tithing. I wasn't even a pastor at the time. I wasn't a preacher. I just showed them scriptures. Those scriptures on tithing revolutionized their lives. One of them is in America now. He got a job with Halliburton. He told me how the tithe message he got from me, he took it to his NYSE camp in Meduguri, and God opened the door for him. He was able to go to America. He's living well. The other one is in Lagos. When the day he was sharing with, I didn't even remember sharing with them about Titan. The two of them at different times reminded me that I was one that told them. Catholic boys. God is no respecter of persons, but a respecter of his own principles. Let me tell you something. The devil knows that the church in Nigeria is very powerful. And all over the world. Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. He knows. And the only, one of the ways that the church can get a lot done is also through our finances. We finance schools. We, we create schools. We staff them. We give medical supplies to the hurting. In America, they have a lot of hurricane coming up. And so the churches usually respond and build shelters for them, build homes, give them their life back, give them jobs, give them groceries. You know, there was a time that the light was out in, in Texas. And because light was out, they couldn't boil water. They, no, because electricity is everything. You cook with electricity. You wash with electricity. The church responded by sending hot water and blankets so that the people would not freeze to death. The church is doing a lot, even in Nigeria. You remember during the, the pandemic, the lockdown? Churches turned to welfare centers. This church, we had bags of rice and beans. Adult church did theirs, we did ours. In fact, we did twice. And across board, churches did a whole lot. Many, many churches. When the government officials failed us, they got stimulus package, or what do, you call, what do they call that thing? Palliatives, thank you. They got palliatives, they hid them in warehouses until Gary, Gary kicked. You know what they reserved them for? Elections. So during the campaign, they will release them and start distributing. And they got these things for free to give to the poor. Oh man, you needed to see what happened in Lagos. It was a showdown. Across Nigeria, it became a showdown. That's what you'll never find in the church. We opened our doors and told people to come. And you would join them to open your mouth, your, your stinking mouth, and say, why are they typing? Why are they paying tithe? 
We have been running this service for close to two hours. Do you know how much one liter of diesel is right now? Any church you see that opens now, spends two hours in church, do dance for Jesus and tell them, God bless you. If you have money, sow a seed into that church. If he's preaching the gospel. You say, don't tithe. Don't tithe. Why are you tithing? What are they using our tithe for? The, the pastors are spending our money. Who needs your money? How much is your money? I think people are overrated many times. They think, you think you're, uh, I'm earning dollars. I learned somebody said, eh, eh, me, ah, me, oh, when I send tithe to, to the church, to Expression House, uh, me, that I don't send the accurate, accurate, eh, any, because I don't want pastor to know how much I'm earning. I said, eh, really? I'm waiting for that person. I'm waiting earnestly to invite that person. I say, come. Anyway, this is not for the camera. <laughs> Glory be to God. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Now, listen. The devil knows if he's able to convince people to stop tithing. A church of, say, 250 people and only already how many people tithe there? How many? The ones that come straight into the church account, I know. I can almost tell you some names from my head. They are probably less than 10% of the church. Less than the tithe. I don't know those who put in cash. So that I don't know. So I won't say only 10% pay tithe. Now, the devil now convinces, let's even say 20% pay tithe. Now convinces 10% out of the 20% and they stop paying tithe. It knows that it's a good way to attack what we do as a church. Now, not only us, the entire body of Christ. That will affect our influence. That will affect our outreaches. That will affect the people we are supporting. The organizations we are supporting. Brother Zacchaeus, I've always told him, when EFCC comes for me, that I'm embezzling church money, they will catch me and catch Zacchaeus. Because he's always the one. I sign the check, he's the one who goes to bank. Praise God. Are, are you getting what I'm saying tonight? <laughs> Praise God. So they won't catch only me. They'll catch both of us. He knows how many people we support. Even as a youth church, we support adults, not only youth. Youth have parents. I am not boasting. I am only telling because you might be figuring out in your head, what do we do with our money? Money goes to the medical supplies sometimes. Money goes to paying medical bills. Goes to school fees. Goes to feeding. People, some people haven't eaten in three days. And the only place they can talk to is church. And this not too tall pastor will not turn them down. Amen? So I'm free. You can come and arrest me. I'll, get, I'll grab Zacchaeus along. <laughs> We're embezzling it together. Now, the devil thought the only way he could do that was through pastors. The popular ones. He tried with the unpopular ones. It didn't work. Now he's trying with the popular ones. Some of you think that when the devil comes, he will show himself like the devil. Never. Okay, so God is light. What is the devil? Come on now, talk to me. Don't be too holy. Now, we're going to shut down the service. The, the, the Bible says God is light. Right? 1 John 1, 5. Psalm 27, verse 1. And so many, Psalm 36, verse 9. What is the devil? Darkness, right? Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. No! 
Yes, it's darkness, but no. Let me show you a scripture and show you what the devil is. Go to 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 14. I want you to read it. Please, media, have mercy on me. Thank you. I want them to see this from the screen. And no marvel, no wonder. That's the meaning. No wonder. <laughs> you need to read what the apostle said earlier. No wonder. For Satan himself. Satan. A shugongong asetani. Himself. Is transformed. Into an angel of light. So that when he shows up, the Christian will be confused. They can see light. Yeah? God is light. But here is another light. How do you now discern between these two lights? You need the gift of discerning of spirits. Beyond that, you need to develop intimacy with God. When you develop intimacy with anyone, you know your dad's voice on the phone, even if he's calling you with his friend's phone, don't you? Hello, Falashade. How are you? So, um, that, you won't say, is that my dad? My sheep know my voice. Ah, but you don't say, ah, dad, why are you calling me with a string number now? Sorry, Jerry, my battery went flat, so I just got one of my colleagues in the office to give me his phone. But you already know your dad. But the problem with this generation is that you know men. You know apostles. I don't have anything against apostles, I'm just telling you, because everybody likes to be an apostle in this generation. Every young man is an apostle. Everybody is called by God to go and start a church. Nobody is called to, to serve. They are all called to start and pioneer and be geo. Nigerians are title freaks. You call somebody, pastor, so, so, and so, it won't get up. Please, do we have pastor, David, whatever, whatever, he won't get up. His PA will now come to you. Excuse me, MC, Reverend Doctor. Somebody, senior pastor, showed us an invite today on, on a platform, and I was laughing. They invited him to a program. They wrote his name as Reverend Dr. Alex Adebwe. <laughs> and, he, and he sent us that invite. And said, I'm, he said, I'm quoting him. He said, I'm wondering if anybody's interested in attending this. Because he's not Reverend Doctor. He will never answer Reverend Doctor. But some Nigerians, they are Reverend, in fact, high Reverend or very Reverend. Some be very Reverend. Most senior apostle. I once introduced the man as an allergy. He came to me and said, please, next time is double allergy. It was a wedding. He came to me, he said, double allergy. Next time you are calling me. If you call somebody who is a high chief, chief, ah, you are in trouble. So my line of business, I always want to know their title. Please, sir, give me the title. The title can be a sentence. I chief Sir Alex Equemendobody. The Oji goes to go, Oji goes to go, of Oji go land. This is the dignity of Abuja. You have to call everything. Then I'm going to say pride. And we bring that to Christianity, to Christendom. 
At 21, they are calling you daddy. How old are you? How old are you? They say, one boy, you are now, they call him my father. You're my father! My, they call you father? Your people that are older than you call you father. Even when expression as members, some of, some of them try to call me dad. All this daddy something. Please, leave that one for Trini and Odolua. They say, I know you are daddy now. It makes me feel old. Yeah, I'm your guy. You get what I'm saying? I'm your guy. Like my guy was up here. We put on no, but then, she gets. The devil transforms himself into an angel of light. So when he speaks, you would think it is God speaking. That's why, no, don't ever in your life pray to see an angel. Lord, I want to see visions. I want to see an angel. Show me an angel. No. The devil transforms himself. That he will appear. He will answer that prayer. Hello. This is the angel of the Lord that you have been trying to see. The Lord has sent me to you and it will hurt you. That's why, the, if you read the Bible, the men of God that saw angels in the Bible, they trembled because when you see, they are here now, but we don't see them. In the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, if he wants us to see them for any reason, it will cause us to see them. It can make you see my angel while I don't see my angel. But it must be for a purpose. When an angel appears in the Bible, the people tremble. But because it's the angel of the Lord, he will tell them immediately, don't worship me. Naturally, they want to bow. Say, no, don't worship me. Worship God. I'm just your servant. Or I'm a fellow minister. The sonning of spirits. Do you know that angels also are spirits? Psalm 104 verse 4. I wanted to add that tonight as we close. In Psalm 103 verse 20, the word of God says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Are you with me? Are you with me? Angels excel in strength. Angels can move mountains. They excel in strength. They can move anything. Move anything. They excel in strength. And they do his commandments. They hearken to the voice of his word. They can come to the operating table in the theater and carry out an operation. They can carry out an operation in your bedroom. All right? They can remove something in your gastrointestinal cavity disturbing your health. They can take it out. There was a man whose heart was being operated by an angel. And the man woke up in the midnight. He saw the angel and the angel told him, he saw a man, in the form of a man. He told him, don't worry, just sleep, just sleep, don't worry. It made him actually wake up. Then he told him, don't worry, just sleep, just sleep. And he slept. And by the next day, his heart was fine. A minister in the U.S. In Nigeria, somebody had got his elbow replaced in India before with a, with a uh, uh, I don't want to call it fake, artificial elbow. But the night an angel came and removed that thing, he didn't know, he just woke up in the morning and saw the artificial elbow by his side. I've seen the video. It's live. It's in a church in Lagos, in, in Nigeria anyways. Angels are real. They're all over the place. David the psalmist said in Psalm 34 verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him. So as you are going home tonight, I want you to be conscious that you are not alone. Angels are with you. Can I have an amen to that? Sometimes, 
people have wondered or they've seen pictures of fire, a wall of fire around them. <laughs> you know what those are? It's not just fire. Angels. Psalm 104 verse 4. Quickly on the screen, that's the last scripture for tonight. Psalm 104 verse 4. He maketh his angels spirits. And we are dealing with discerning of spirits. And his ministers a flaming fire. You remember what Elisha's servant saw? When Elisha prayed for him, Lord, open his eyes. And he saw round about on the mountain, around them, chariots of fire. Those were angels on those chariots. Amen? David had that understanding when he went to war against Goliath. First Samuel 17. When David said to him, you have come to me with your, your sword and staff and all of that. He said, but I have come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies, armies of Israel. The word armies there is actually angel armies. Israel had a physical army, but they also had a spiritual army full of angels, made up of angels. Amen? And as a child of God, these angels are at your service. Hebrews 1.14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for the heads of salvation? So when calamity is coming, they can rescue you, for he shall give his angels a piece of advice over me. What shall he give them over you? A charge over me, so that they will keep me in all my ways, so that I don't dash my foot against a stone. Glory be to God. Isn't that wonderful that we are not alone? Even in the midst of insecurity in Nigeria, we are not alone. Amen? And if you are watching from anywhere, you are not alone. Amen? And if you are on the sick bed right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the angels of the Lord will minister to you as the Holy Spirit leads them to in the name of Jesus. Stand on your feet, everybody. I took extra 15 minutes. Thank you for giving that to me. Glory be to God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this church and I pray for everyone online from tonight, we will begin to enjoy angelic interventions and ministrations. They will, according to Hebrews 1.14, minister for us. Where things are hard, they will go ahead and pave a way for us. Can I get a better amen? amen. Henceforth, we will begin to see in our lives that the results we are going to be recording will go beyond the efforts we are putting. Because we will be helped by God. His angels are deployed already. So we activate their ministry tonight by faith. I activate the ministry of the angels assigned to this church. To help us. To minister for us. To assist us in the areas of the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. I also activate their ministry by faith to help us, to minister for us, and to assist us in the area of our finances. 
as a church and as individuals in the name of Jesus. In every service, they are always present with us. We give them the right of way to carry out the word of God. As we decree our confession, as we say, by his stripes I am healed, they go into operation in the name of Jesus. And I pray from tonight. Now, be careful. Listen, everybody. There are times that a member or two of the church are in danger and we are not even aware of it. In another country or in the same country, I release. Thank you, Lord. They're here. Lelo Mehele this year. Everyone that is a member of the expression house. And everyone that is connected to us. Who is in danger right now? Or who may be in danger in the next couple of hours? Days, weeks, and months. I open up myself as the under-shepherd, under the leadership of the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I agree with your word. And I decree that the angels assigned to this ministry will go ahead now and rescue them from such destructions in the name of Jesus. No evil report will befall us. No death. No accident. No terminal sickness. No terminal disease. No disease at all. No sickness at all. Thank you, precious Father. Lift your hands and give him praise tonight. <laughs> Lord, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, give him thanks. Give him thanks now, church. Thank you, King Jesus. I didn't know he would end the service this way. He, he just did it. Lord, Lord, Safety, safety. In the air, safety on the road, safety on the water, safety by every means of transportation, safety, safety, safety. Oh, they cover us with their wings. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The vehicle that is supposed to tumble and topple and topple over and tumbles and somersault several times. The angel, I can see the angel holding it down and saying, No, you're not somersaulting. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our safety is guaranteed. Even where we live, our safety is guaranteed. No life will be lost to kidnappers. No life will be lost to assassins. No life will be lost to robbers. No life will be lost to accidents. In the name of Jesus. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet communion of the precious Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. And the people of God say, Amen.